Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lindsay Bennett, digital editor of Ad News, and you're listening to the NGEN podcast, recorded at Forbes Sheet Studios. In this monthly podcast, we'll be speaking to some of the industry's emerging leaders and some of the big issues facing the younger generations within Edland. We're joined today by OMD's Lisa Lester. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Great. So glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) And we'll be discussing the area of women in media today. It's been a big year for women in media. Uh, From equal pay to Weinstein to now possibly having the tax on our tampons removed. Uh, It's been a big year for female issues. Uh, It's been heralded in the press as the year of the woman. And we've kind of had the limelight on us in the last 12 months, which, as we were just saying, is amazing. And we feel really kind of lucky to be in this generation. But do you want to kind of start by telling me how the year of the woman is impacting you? Yeah, yeah. So definitely we've seen a lot in the press about this year of the woman, which to me is a really exciting idea and, you know, movement that we're seeing happening right now. I think it's the beginning of a new era. I don't believe that, you know, everything's going to change in a year. I think there's too much to change in that regard. But it's really exciting. We're seeing a lot of wins. You know, um, the New York Times has just written an article um, back in June about a woman named Alexandria who seems to be on her way to win her bid for Congress, um, which is fantastic. But at the same time, you know, we are still seeing losses in the space. You know, Alexandria had a huge win, um, but there's other women that have also made bids for Congress, um, which haven't been as successful. But I think, you know, we're slowly getting there. And I like to think losses aren't because we're women. Mm. I think it's because someone was better suited to the job. Um, but it's definitely exciting. I think, you know, it's definitely women's time. Mm. Will everything change in a year? No, I don't think it's a case of just flipping a switch and that everything's going to be fixed overnight. But I think we're starting to see momentum and starting to see women be more open and honest about what's happening out there so that things will actually change. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And I think even as a a journalist and now an editor at Ad News, people are just like so much more willing to speak up about things and women aren't afraid to kind of use their profile to petition for better parental leave and things like that. And I think it's been a really inspiring time to be in this industry. 
obviously there's still things that I would like to see improve. But as we were saying, we're kind of from a generation, I'm 24, I'm not sure, how old are you? 26. Yeah, 26. So we're kind of of a generation where thankfully and luckily that we've kind of avoided some of the things that maybe our parents or grandparents have experienced. Um, Sexual harassment, uh, the equal treatment, uh, equal pay, like they just haven't really impacted me. Have you experienced kind of any of those things or do you think that we're lucky enough that we've kind of skipped these things? Yeah, I've been very similar in my experience as you have. Mm. Been very lucky that I've avoided unequal pay um, and unequal treatment. But I think, you know, we can't blanket that across the whole women, mm. um, especially for our generation, because I know it's still, it still does happen. It's It's very infuriating that Mm. it still happens. Um, I listen to my friends who are in other industries, um, a lot of them kind of more boys club industries, and they are definitely seeing still unequal pay and unequal treatment, which Mm. to me, because I haven't experienced it, you know, it's something that's spoken about, but until I actually hear the story directly from someone I know and someone that's the same age as me, that's when it really brings the issue closer to home. When I go, hang on, wait a minute. I thought, you know, this was something that my mum went through, that my grandparents Mm. went through, but it's actually still happening today. And I'm like, it's 2018, guys. Like, come on. Yeah, it's true. There's there's definitely more work to be done. There's no denying that. But yeah, I think the positive moves that have been made in the industry, I've definitely benefit, benefited from them. But in saying that, I have been in circumstances that maybe were not the best. Um, and, you know, I think we do have a long way to go. But it's funny that you said other industries that are boys clubs because everyone would have thought, you know, even five years, ten years ago that advertising was a, as a boys club. You only have to look at Mad Men. We were just talking about yeah. that before, <laughs> those kind of stereotypes. How do you think the industry is going and moving away from that Mad Men stereotype? It's definitely changed a lot. It's I'm dead. actually <laughs> re-watching all of Mad Men and I have to say that I'm not impressed on some of the scenes that mm. happen because I'm just like, this is not what reality is for us now, thank God. Um, well, at least for me anyway, in my experience. But, you know, I come from an agency where the majority of our leadership are women. Mm. It's fantastic to see um, just seeing someone that I can look up to because I do aspire to be part of a leadership team myself in the future. So to be able to have, you know, a role model already straight away who's very strong um, in their roles, whether it be Amy, our CEO, or Yvette, our managing director, you know, it's fantastic to see Um so you've got a CEO and MD that are female. How do having those like amazing women uh, role models in your workplace inspire you? They definitely are inspiring women, especially because I want to see myself in a leadership role myself. What I found really fantastic when our managing director started at OMD was that um, we have these sessions that are held throughout the year and they're called Think Fresh sessions. And we bring in people to speak to the agency and talk about their story. And what was great is that when Yvette started, she actually did a Think Fresh session where we could get to know who Yvette was. And not only did she talk about her career that she's had, but she really opened up and spoke about some of the health issues she had been going through. Mm. And she was vulnerable with us and she showed, you know, where she's had her struggles in life. And I think having someone in our leadership team 
talking like that to us on such a real level just makes them more human. Um, you know, I say a lot that the industry that we're in is an emotional industry. Mm. You know, we're not selling really products or services because of their features and the price they're at. Yes, that's a decision that comes into like why you might buy the product. But really what we're selling is emotional connections to products. And I think if you erase emotions from what we're doing, then we're probably not doing our job correctly. So I think what's been great about having women in leadership roles is they've really opened up that side of things, mm. showing emotion in the workplace and being okay with that. And to me, that's what's probably been most inspiring that, you know, I can embrace my vulnerabilities and my struggles and it's not going to negatively impact my work, but I can just acknowledge it and move forward with it. Mm, yeah, that's great. Open communication. And yeah, I guess that vulnerability as well. I mean, I've had been really lucky um, at Ad News. I've had Rosie Baker as my editor for three years before she just recently moved um, to join Group M and the same with Pippa, who's now the editor, also an amazing female role model. So I know how important it is to have those women in those roles for up and coming women. And I think, I think when I joined, seeing an editor, I, I think Rosie's like 32 or 33, having her in that role and me, I was, you know, 10 years younger than her. Sorry, Rosie, she's going to hate that. Um, <laughs> but it, it is inspiring and you can see your part, like your trajectory. Um, and I guess the same could be said for a male in that, a young male in that role. But I think women connecting with women, women helping women just yeah, I know what you mean. It's really inspiring at this stage of our careers, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Especially when, you know, when we just look back to when we were children, there probably wasn't a lot of female figures mm. to look to. Yeah, I think um, most of the editors at Ad News have been male, give or take a few. And I'm sure most of the leaders of OMD in the past have been male as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's great to see kind of those tides turning and it be a mixture of females and males in the leadership role so that mm. everyone in the workplace has someone that they can look to yeah, and be like, that could be me in the future. Mm. How have you seen uh, OMD change, I guess, in, in the time you've been there? Because obviously more agencies are introducing policies, um, initiatives and things like that to achieve better diversity, create happier workplaces. I mean, it, it's um, there's no secret that... Uh, our industry is slight, was slightly skewed towards male and skewed towards a certain person. I think the study was a, a white male Bondi hipster or something like that. So I'd love to hear about kind of what OMD is doing to kind of make it an equal kind of workplace. Yeah, so I've worked at OMD for coming up three years now. Mm. Um, I've seen a lot of change happen, a lot of positive change, definitely our agency has invested a lot in initiatives that are going to increase happiness and also the diversity space in terms of that. For happiness, we have introduced policies like flexibility working mm. hours. So that's actually something that I use myself. Um, I work between the hours of 8 and 4.30. It's only a slight flexible change, but it works. It works for me. I suggested it to my manager that could I please start working flexible hours? I live all the way out in Penrith. So to get to Piermont every day, you know, I'm spending upwards of two hours just getting mm. into work and then two hours out of work. And I found that if I was traveling in the peak hour times that actually 
I was adding another 20 minutes or so because there was always something that was wrong on public transport as mm. it goes. Um, so just being able to shift it slightly means that I can actually spend less time on public transport and more time, you know, doing the things that I love. Um, so that's just one of the policies that they've brought forward, which a lot of people have been using, especially a lot of parents have been using that. Mm. Um, it just means it's easier for them to be able to do things with their family that they need to without stressing that they're not being present for work. We also have this committee called The Voice at OMD, and it's made up of a series of pillars. So we have the environmental initiative team. Uh, we have the health and wellness team. We have OMD Donate, we have a fun and culture pillar, and we also have a comms pillar. And so that's really encompassing a lot of what the new trends we're seeing. So focusing on environmental, how can we, you know, reduce our impacts, improve our recycling. We all got given keep cuts, which I have here today. Um <laughs> It does it's have an OMD uh, logo on it. It does. It does. Branded. <laughs> yeah. Got to make sure it's branded. Um, but that's really, you know, such an important thing for people now. We see the rise of the conscious consumer. So it's great mm. that, you know, OMD are addressing that. And, you know, it's baby steps, but we're getting there and it's making people prouder to be part of OMD. Um, we also have health and wellness where we have yoga, meditation classes, Um 
But then we also have things like I mentioned, um, the Think Fresh sessions, which are really inspiring, um, the paid parental leave. We also have a reconciliation action plan, which is to help bring um, more diversity Mm. into our workspace. So focusing on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, how we can better improve that because we know that, you know, there's not a lot of them working in the media agency land. And we want to work to improve that because the best thing that can happen for a media agency is to have diversity. Mm. You know, we are not speaking to the same person every time, depending on our client, depending on their product, they want to reach a different target audience. And it's important to have those voices Mm. in the media agency so that we can better plan. Mm, Definitely. In the three years that you've been at OMD, and I guess especially in the last year, have you felt a shift, I guess, in female empowerment within the agency? Have you felt a shift in how women are... conveying themselves or being perceived or anything like that within the agency? To be honest, not so much in my agency, but again, going back to the point that I already have very strong female Mm. leadership in the team. We're already very empowered. So I haven't really noticed a huge shift, but there might be other industries or other workplaces that have seen that. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you're right. Like there is a lot of female leaders uh, in agencies that you can look up to. Um, Amy being one, Katie Riggs-Smith. But there's also a few high profile ones that are on every panel ever. And not many, I guess, in that next kind of leadership levels and I think we're starting to hear more from them um I think women are feeling a little bit more empowered to speak to the trade press I think people get a bit nervous to speak to us I'm not sure why (laughs) Uh, I think that's a, a general kind of thing as well but you know I think there is I think the funny thing is when we plan events Every male we ask says yes, not every female does. And I'm not sure if it's because they're nervous or because they don't want to say the wrong thing or they just don't want the profile. But that's something I'd like to see change. I'd like to see women feel more empowered to, I guess, stand on stage with the men and challenge them on their thoughts. And, you know, that they're... I'm not saying there aren't people that do that, like, as I just said, like Katie Rick-Smith, but there's a few women that are on lots of panels and I'd like to see there be more new faces on stage. That's just, a, I guess, an insight from my perspective, which would probably be quite different to yours, obviously, being an agency. I'm, I'm just kind of sit on, the, on another side of the fence. But, yeah, I think um, there's definitely more work to be done um but it's it's been a, a great year of conversations and I, and I think what BNT does with women in media is really great um those female kind of focused events and we just actually did a parental leave uh feature and looked at all the policies which was really really interesting and agencies come off the best uh, well I actually I think like the ad tech companies like Facebook and Google everyone kind of knows they have the best policies but agencies are really doing some great things which is really great to see Yeah, definitely. You know, our CEO, Amy, Mm. she just had a kid a couple of years ago and she made it her mission to redesign our pay parental leave to make sure it was the best offering for us. Um, And at OMD, you know, we really do celebrate when people have children. Mm. It's not something we shy away from. It's very much celebrated every month when we have our agency catch-ups down in our bar downstairs. We always talk about what were the engagements in the month, what were the marriages and what were the new babies. And it's something that's really 
beautiful and encouraging. So it's kind of like a subliminal message of, yes, Mm. like... She's doing it so I can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's really really nice to know that if I were to fall pregnant, I would feel very comfortable in doing so, knowing that, you know, I would have job security and I would feel the support Mm. of OMD. You know, they, they always say that they're with you for the journey. So it's not just a case of you get your paper and to leave and that that's it. They're very much in supporting you coming back into the workplace. You know, I mentioned our flexible policy before. It's working with the parent to make sure that OMD is offering them the best opportunity to come back in a way that works for them. And I think that's really, you know, really great to see that there's so many supportive people out there, both female and male at my agency, willing to help us work through when we have to take pay parental leave. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, and on the, there was a recent study that we just launched um, and it said that 50, I think it was 57% of mothers don't return to the workforce after having a baby because they get disconnected and they don't have a job to go back to. And I think I've heard of a lot of agencies um, kind of introducing no, new policies around that. I think that's a, that's really important. Um, but obviously that figure needs to change. Uh, I was at a recent event. I, I can't remember who it was, but a woman um, from, an, I think, maybe Wave Maker um, was speaking on stage and she was like, oh, well, I'm on maternity leave right now, but I still want to do this panel. And I go into the agency every fortnight, not do any work, just to like sit down and catch up with everyone so I don't get disconnected. And I was like, that's really great. I think that's a really positive move. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I think uh, I'm not sure like how, if that every agency offers that, but I was like, you know what? Everyone should do that because I can imagine you go away for a year and you come back and you're like, oh, and in our industry, like, oh, there's a whole new tech platform and everyone's... Yeah, everything you know, changes so quickly, changes so easily. Quickly. Yeah, but I, it's, it is really nice to kind of see changes being made um, in that kind of parental uh, leave space because I think that is where women, you know, rise to the top, have babies and then maybe kind of fade away and it's really important for that not to happen. Yeah, definitely important. So important for that Mm. not to happen again. We need that diversity in the workplace. You know, we'll just go back to bad men days otherwise if that's the case, which no one wants to go back to. I think my liver could take it. It's too much (laughs) drinking. (laughs) Is there any other areas, I guess, that you think maybe the industry could do better or that you think they don't quite do enough? Yeah, look, I think they do a great job at holding, you know, these big events, whether they be specifically tailored to women or they be combined male-female events, but they are more sporadic throughout the year. And Mm. I think there's more that we can be doing always on, even if it's just a smaller scale. Um, I believe very much in mentoring and the effects of mentoring. I think if I've had a positive impact by someone else that has empowered me and encouraged me to try achieve my goals, I should be paying that forward. Mm -hmm. And I think there's more we could be doing on the smaller scale to make sure that everyone gets the opportunity to feel that empowerment just as much as the next person. Because, you know, these big events are amazing, but they are ticketed. So it is limited who we can be exposed to. So I Mm. think if we just do more of these little things and constantly keep in contact with everyone, I think we'll start to see really amazing results. Mm. And you mentioned Amy uh, was one of the people that inspire you. Is there anyone else in the industry that you kind of look at? Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of her, but her name is Arabella McPherson. Um, We do a lot of sessions with her through NGEN. 
So training people um, who have five years or experience less in the media industry, we run sessions all the time. And Arabella, she owns her own communications coaching company could resonate and she is someone that I heard of before I even met so Mm. already good sign (laughs) um she had held this session um with NGen and a few people from my team went to go and do the session and they came back and they were just lit up from the inside I was like where have you been and they were like oh we just did this session about public speaking and how to present better and there was this mental there Arabella she would sing opera when people weren't getting their attention back (laughs) but she was just this person that they couldn't keep their eyes off and I thought I have to go to a session with her and I was lucky enough that actually my work had arranged a workshop with Arabella and I was one of the people put forward um, to go do this two-day workshop. So it was a really intimate group. Um, it was people from OMD and M2M and we were in her lounge room in her apartment in Wynyard. So it was a really nice space and I got to meet the infamous <laughs> Arabella finally. And what she really did is she gave me the confidence to go out there and, you know, nail my presentation, which is so key in the media industry to be Mm. able to speak. But I think one of the most important things she said was that she doesn't like when people try to degrade themselves. And I think it's very easy for us to be like, oh, I'm not too good at that or, oh, that sucked. And she says, no, stop, wait, it's a learning experience but I don't want you to say negative things about yourself. Mm. And I think that is so powerful, especially being a woman, because I think we do have this internal monologue. Oh, definitely. That's very hard to turn off sometimes. Um, So it just kind of said to me that if I start to feel negative about my work, I should stop. Mm -hmm. Everything's a learning experience and that I can do better and I know I can do better. I'm just working towards it, but I can't beat myself up on the way to becoming that future Lisa. And I think, you know, if anyone sees her on a training session that I would highly recommend you go. She's, um, as I said, she's always a mentor at NGEN sessions and she's one of the highly rated um, mentors there. So I highly encourage people to go and seek her out. Wow. Because it is well worth it. I know. I feel like a fangirl, (laughs) but it's seriously, you know, you meet those people in life that do kind of give you tools and continue to inspire you. And she's just one of those people. Mm. Wow. Look, that sounds like a a great piece of advice to kind of wrap up on. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking all things women. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, 
or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.